We are continuing our series uh, on Real Transformers, going a little old school, uh, talked about Noah last week, and I'm uh, going to talk about King Josiah. Some of you are like, who? Um, well, we're going to find out a little bit about him uh, in our scripture this morning. Um, it's from 2 Chronicles chapter 34, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read selected verses from that chapter. So if you would uh, stand uh, in honor of the reading of God's word. 2 Chronicles chapter 34. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. In the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father David. In his twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of high places, Asherah poles, and idols. Under his direction, the altars of the, of the Baals were ter- torn down. He cut to pieces the incense altars that were above them and smashed the Asherah poles and the idols. These he broke to pieces and scattered over the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. He burned the bones of the priests on their altars, and so he purged Judah and Jerusalem and the towns of Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon, As far as Naphtali and in the ruins around them, he tore down the altars and the Asherah poles and crushed the idols to powder and cut to pieces all the incense altars throughout Israel. Then he went back to Jerusalem. In the 18th year of Josiah's reign, to purify the land and the temple, he sent Shaphan, son of Azaliah, and Messiah, the ruler of the city, with Joah, son of Joaz, the recorder, to repair the temple of the Lord his God. They went to Hilkiah, the high priest, and gave him the money that had been brought into the temple of God, which the Levites, who were the gatekeepers, had collected from the people of Manasseh, Ephraim, and the entire remnant of Israel, and from all the people of Judah, and Benjamin, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Then they entrusted it to the men appointed to supervise the work on the Lord's temple. These men paid the workers who repaired and restored the temple. While they were bringing out the money that had been taken into the temple of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord that had been given through Moses. Hilkiah said to Shaphan the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord. He gave it to Shaphan. Then Shaphan took the book to the king, reported reported to him, Your officials are doing everything that has been committed to them. They paid out the money that was in the temple of the Lord and have been trusted it to the supervisors and workers. Then Shaphan the secretary informed the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read from it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the law, he tore his robes. Then the king called together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. He went up to the temple of the Lord with the people of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests and the Levites, all the people from the least to the greatest, he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, which had been found in the temple of the Lord. The king stood by his pillar and renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord and keep his commands, statutes, and decrees with all his heart and all his soul and to obey the words of the covenant written in this book. Then he had everyone in Jerusalem and Benjamin pledge themselves to it. The people of Jerusalem did this in accordance with the covenant of God, the God of their ancestors. 
Josiah removed all the detestable idols from all the territory belonging to the Israelites, and he had all who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God. As long as he lived, they did not fail to follow the Lord, the God of their ancestors. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. As I said, we're uh, continuing this series on real transformers. Uh, people who were more than meets the eye. When Noah, we talked about last week, um, he walked with God and he obeyed God. He was found to be righteous among a whole generation, a whole culture that were doing evil in the, in the eyes of the Lord. So much so that God wished he had never created us. And so he was going to flood the entire earth. But he saw Noah. Because Noah was walking with God, and God was walking with Noah, and Noah was obeying God. And so today we get to Josiah. He was uh, king of Judah, which was the southern kingdom. Uh, there was Israel, the northern kingdom. Uh, Jerusalem was the capital city of Judah. And Josiah became king at eight years old. Hunter would be king. I mean, can you imagine being king at eight years old? At eight years old, having that responsibility. The Bible tells us that he reigned for 31 years. Josiah is mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1. But he was a reformer, bringing the people back into the ways of God. He was the last great king before the exile. Verse 2 says, He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right, or to the left. The question we have this morning is what made him a real transformer? Why are we even talking about him? The first thing is this age wasn't a factor. Age wasn't a factor. So at age eight, he became king. Scripture tells us that at age 16th, or the eighth year of his reign, he began to seek God. Verse three In the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father David. He began to search God out. You could say he began to walk with God. Age 20, or the 12th year of his reign, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of idols and false gods, even some of the cities of the northern kingdom of Israel. That was not his, his territory. Verse 3 says, In his 12th year, 20 years old, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of high places, Asherah poles, carved idols, and cast images. At age 26, or the 18th year of his reign, he began to rebuild the temple of God. And in the temple, he found the book of the law. It's believed to be uh, Deuteronomy, or at least parts of Deuteronomy. So for Josiah, age wasn't a factor. He was doing what was right. He was obeying. How often do we allow our age or our stage in life to keep us from doing something or simply doing what is right? We say things like, I'm, I'm just too old for this. I just can't do it. Or, you know, they're too young. They're just too, they're just too young. And, and I know that there are some things that little, little children, they, they're not supposed to do, they can't do. And I do understand that as uh, some of us get more advanced in years, it was a nice way of saying not what I'm going to say. Um, I know, right? 
you know, there's certain things that we, you know, we were unable to do later on in life. I get that. But I don't think God has put age, an age restriction or limit on being obedient to God. In fact, I believe sometimes the younger a person is or the older a person gets and they are obedient to God, it, it enhances their witness of Christ in their life. I mean, how, how, how many of you are moved by a sixth grader and a seventh grader publicly professing their, their faith in Christ this morning? How many of you, you see somebody uh, last, last week, 70 years of marriage, faithful marriage to each other? How does that impact you? Sometimes the younger somebody is or the older they are, it enhances their witness when they are obedient and walking with God. Never allow age to keep you from being obedient to God. Allow God to use you no matter where you are in life. That's how we become real transformers. So, so age wasn't a factor. And then, and then the second thing is Josiah was willing to turn the Titanic. He was willing to turn the ship around, or at least attempt to. It's not only Josiah's age that makes him a real transformer. It's the fact that he carried out these reforms in the first place. For so long, the Jewish people had turned their backs on God. If you read First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles, you read that either a king did did uh, did right in the eyes of God, or they're described as doing evil in the sight of God. And for the most part, when you when you read a description of the kings in those books, they are described as doing evil in the sight of God. You have a few like Josiah who followed God, but most of them turned their backs. In fact, both Josiah's father and grandfather as kings did evil in the, eyes of, the, law, the, in the eyes of God. Manasseh, uh, Josiah's grandfather, he ruled for 55 years. And during those years, he worshipped false god. Amon, Josiah's father, he didn't last long, but while he was king, he worshipped those same idols. After two years, he was assassinated and then Josiah became king. So what Josiah is doing in tearing down these idols and these places of worship to false gods, he's trying to turn around more than a half a century of evil. And, and really much more than that. He is essentially trying to turn the Titanic around. And it's not about whether or not the Titanic sinks, or in this case, Judah, the kingdom of Judah, is saved. It's about doing what is right. In fact, a passage that I didn't read, Josiah learns from a prophetess named Huldah. I love these names, by the way. He learns from this prophetess that the Jewish people and their kings had done evil for so long and done so much evil that destruction was coming. It was a certainty. The boat was going to sink. Yet because of Josiah's actions, this destruction was not going to happen as long as Josiah was alive. But again, nowhere in Scripture does it say that Josiah made these reforms in an attempt to change what was going to happen. It appears his only motivation for doing what was right was to simply follow God to obey him. Let me ask you something. How many times 
have we failed to do something, failed to be obedient to God because we thought the task was too big? How many times have we been so overwhelmed by obedience that we've chosen disobedience instead? Josiah could have looked at all these places of worship, all these idols, all these priests of these false gods. He could have looked at all this evil in his country. And he could have said, oh, that's just too much work. That's just too much. He could have gone with the flow, but he didn't. Because he was seeking God, because he was walking with God, he obeyed God. He didn't let the task overwhelm him. He just obeyed. He just did it. And we're called to do the same. Listen, I don't know what your Titanic is. I don't know what area of your life needs turning around. But I do know that God is calling us to obey no matter what. No matter how big the boat is or what it might cost us. Maybe you need to turn around your marriage. For too long, you and your spouse have been going in the opposite directions, and you can't see how in the world the two of you can come together. If you're willing to walk with God and you're willing to walk it together, you can turn the ship around. Maybe your Titanic is your life. Maybe it's like, Alan, my life's sinking. My life is going down. Maybe it's your spiritual walk with God, and you can't remember the last time you sat down to read your Bible or to just simply talk with God or even just have a conversation about God. Well, maybe you start turning your boat this morning by just making a moment with God, five minutes, just five more minutes than you have, than you've been doing. Make some peace and quiet for just you and God to talk, to get to know each other again. Guys, if we are willing to walk with God and to obey him, nothing is too big for God. Nothing. So Josiah, he, he wasn't, his age didn't scare him. The task before him didn't scare him. And when faced with the truth, Josiah accepted him. The truth didn't scare him. For me, the climax of the story is when Josiah's officials, they find the book of the law that's been, uh, that's been in the temple. And Josiah is faced with the reality of God's word. In verse 19, it says, When the king heard the words of the law, he tore his robes. We don't know how long the book of the law had been missing or misplaced or lost, but we can assume, based on the evil of the king's, that it had been missing for a long time. There had been a drought of hearing and listening and reading the Word of God. And when something is ignored or forgotten, even if it's God's Word, for such a long period of time, it's easy to continue to ignore it even when you haven't read it, and even when it's put in your face. Yet when Josiah hears God's Word, he doesn't ignore it. In fact, he does the opposite. He realizes how even he but especially his people, over so many years has gone against God's ways. Josiah tears his robe, which is a sign of repentance, and in a way of accepting wrongdoing. And not only does Josiah repent, Josiah leads the whole community in repentance and a recommitment to God. Our scripture says, The king stood by his pillar and renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord. 
to follow the Lord and to keep his commands, regulations, and decrees with all his heart, all his soul, to obey, the, to obey the words of the covenant written in this book. Then he had everyone in Jerusalem and Benjamin pledge themselves to it. The people of Jerusalem did this in accordance with the covenant of God, the God of their fathers. Josiah removed all the detestable idols from all the territory belonging to the Israelites, and he had all who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God. As long as he lived, they did not fail to follow the Lord, the God of their fathers. See, for me, the key to being a great transformer, a real transformer, someone who makes a difference in this world, is to realize your own weaknesses, your own need to repent, and our own need to turn back to God and to help others do the same. Granted, Josiah was in a great position to do both. He was king, he had power, authority, and influence. But do you know what? We have that same power. We have that same authority. We have that same influence in our own lives. We've just got to be willing to use it. We too often underestimate the power our lives can have on other people. We must never underestimate the power of one life. Noah, Josiah, Esther next week. You, me. And we must never underestimate the power of one life standing up for the cause of Christ. Never underestimate your walk with God and how it can impact the lives of those around you. Never underestimate how your willingness to obey God, despite any limitations of age, perceived limitations of age. You know, 65, that's just a number. That's just a number. Never underestimate how your willingness, no matter your age, to obey God can impact the lives around you. Never underestimate how your willingness to go against the flow, to make a stand for God, even though everybody around you thinks you're nuts, how it can impact the lives around you. And never underestimate your willingness to repent Ask God for forgiveness and to turn back towards him. How it can give somebody else the strength and the courage to do the same. Josiah, Noah were real transformers because they sought God, they walked with God, and they obeyed God. May your life be transformed and the lives around you transformed by your willingness to walk with God and to obey God. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this uh, young man, Josiah, in Scripture. Didn't care how old he was. It didn't matter the task before him. And he certainly was not scared of the truth of your word. Help us to live by his example. Father, I pray that we would be willing to use our lives to reach those around us. Use us in your power and in your strength. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
We're going to close 